Hello and welcome to the Real Estate Nerds Podcast. On this Best Deal episode, we will explore the human side of real estate investing with a seasoned pro about the legendary best deal of their life. A deal isn't just the investment, it is also the person executing it. Stay with us and learn what it takes to be the best investor possible. Hi, and welcome to the Real Estate Nerds Podcast. I'm your host, Scott Royal Smith. I am the owner of Royal Legal Solutions, the one-stop shop for everything real estate investor related, tax law, business, you name it, we do it, Royal Legal Solutions. I'm here today with, uh, <clears throat> with Tanya and Michael, and we're going to be doing something a little bit different today. We're not going to be talking about real estate per se. What we're going to be talking about is one of the most important lessons that I've recently learned about real estate um, from, uh, from some of the, the highest and most powerful networks net worth people that I know in the field. I was just actually on a call with them, um, uh, with my, my high level team here uh, a couple of days ago. <clears throat> there are going to be some people you would know, maybe some uh, ex-CEOs and owners of biggerpockets.com. And one of the things that we talked about in that was that it's not the market, it's the marketing right now, right? It's not the market, it's the marketing. What's going on right now and from what these guys are seeing in the market, they said, listen, you know, it's too hard. You're not going to find deals just walking off the street anymore, right? You actually need to be putting time and place into building a, a, a marketing channel to be able to increase your deal flow because that's the only way you can actually look at enough deals to be able to find out which ones are going to be the good one. So we've had Tanya and Michael on, on the show here today because they're going to be talking to us about Brandface and all the great things that they're doing with Brandface. It's really helping people build their own community and groups um, to, uh, to be able to help them increase uh, the level of business they're able to do. Now, whether you're going to be, you know, you want to sell toothbrushes or you're, like, you're trying to increase your real estate portfolio, it doesn't matter, right? The fundamentals of this game of how do you actually run through the systems you know, um, are, are all the same. You guys have heard me talking about what, you know, how I'm a big fanboy for a lot of stuff with ClickFunnels. Uh, and that's not because I think ClickFunnels is necessarily genius or, or necessarily what we're going to learn today is going to be like, oh my God, we've never heard of these things before. But no, it's about reinforcing like what are the fundamentals that we need to be executing that we see time and time working you know, over and over again. And on top of that, we know that they're the tried and true methods. Those are the methods that we should try first before we try to like invent things on our own. You always start with best principles and then you iterate after the fact. And uh, Tanya and Michael are going to be helping us uh, learn a little bit more about um, what the great work that they bring to the table and what those best practices look like and how they've been able to help people. So thank you guys for coming on the show. And for everybody that doesn't know about you guys and what you guys are doing with Brandface, can you um, fill us in a little bit? Absolutely. Hey, Scott, thanks so much for having us on today. So um, we um, have a company called Brandface. And in a nutshell, we help real estate agents, investors, and entrepreneurs differentiate themselves. And we do that through personal branding. So our uh, mantra is people don't do business with a logo. They do business with a person. So in a nutshell, that is exactly what we do. And uh, I, I founded the company several years back after about a, almost a 20 year stint in media and media and media sales and really watching all the mistakes one can make, right? <laughs> and noticing one common thread that was not a mistake and that was putting yourself out there as the face of your business or the face of your brand and kind of owning it and getting people to see behind the veil, understand and connect with you as a human being and not just that logo or that business. And, and when we saw, or when I first saw years ago, 
businesses just skyrocket with that particular effect, that's when I knew that would be my destiny. And then years later, I met this gentleman and I'll let him pick it up from there. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm Michael Carr and uh, I've been in the real estate and the real estate auction business uh, since 1991. I, uh, I was an auctioneer trained in 1991 and 1994. I got my real estate license in 2000. I got my broker's license and then in 2006, I launched uh, the brokerage. Um, I had used my real estate uh, license and auctioneer experience just to build my own portfolio for years. Didn't do a lot of arm's length transactions during that time. Helped out uh, family members and friends, but mostly I did it so I could save commissions on the properties I was buying. And uh, and then used it as a, like a, a little side deal, if you will, for my auction career. But in 2006, when the debacle hit and we saw that coming, there was a contractor with a company out of Irvine, California, and we brokered a deal in Atlanta. And that ended up being about seven years worth of REOs that we sold out. I was licensed in, as a broker in 27 states as an auctioneer in 33. And we just traveled the next seven years in major cities knocking out the REOs back during that day. And I knew that we were coming back to uh, a regular market. You know what Rothschild says when there's blood on the street, buy property. And we knew that eventually I was praying every day that my portfolio would come back. And so was everybody else. And then of course, if you live through all of that time, it not only came back, it came back with a vengeance. Uh, it is back today with a vengeance. But we, I knew about 2012, 2013, I needed to build a brokerage to to come off of the road, uh, had an office in Seattle, office in Irvine, an office in Atlanta, an office in the suburbs of Atlanta. And I, I really wanted to just come back, take a breather, uh, start a brokerage and, uh, and, and keep a boutique style brokerage going and whatnot. I needed some desperate help on marketing. And I was lucky enough to meet this lady right here. And she brought in her brand face principles. We've engaged them every day since for six years. And we've seen our business just double, quadruple, just over and over and over again, year after year after year, quarter after quarter after quarter, as this market has taken off. Uh, but to your point, we've seen it get tight, and uh, and we know the reason why. And like you said, it's it's the marketing, not the market. Yeah, thanks, guys. I mean, I think that's really like a good um, kickoff for us here, um, coming into it. And um, I've talked quite a bit about how do we build. Um, personal branding um, as part of what we do with Royal Legal. You know, that's uh, I'm, I'm the face of Royal Legal and it's very much uh, that kind of a, of a company, right? There are people like, well, I hear Scott on podcasts. I hear him like the articles he writes on Bigger Pockets. Um, I'm really prolific with sharing tons of information um, as part of like a underlying current of our brand is about sharing all of the secrets um, right away with it. So um, one of the things that we, we talked about in developing these personal brands was about like, what, what's the hero story? I think every personal brand starts with a hero story. Is that right? I, I would say that's a great way of putting it. Yeah, so. that's a great way to put it. And, and do you guys, um, for everybody that doesn't, maybe not have heard of hero stories before, um, can you guys elaborate a little bit about that of like why it's important to select a particular type of uh, story that you personify as a part of your personal branding? Well, it's because people do uh, want to hear the story behind the face. They want to know that they're doing business with somebody that is very human, somebody that maybe has overcome many obstacles or obstacles in their life that are big. And, uh, and they identify with that. They, because it's uh, in the, I look at it this way, in the world of social media today, most of what's put out there is perfection, right? 
um, other than a few crazies here and there. Right? But we all put out perfection because we want people to see us as perfect human beings, but none of us really are, Scott. Right? So we identify really, really well with people who have walked a path that we either have walked ourselves or can, we can identify with and understand that path. And when we do that um, and we can understand how they overcame the own obstacles they've faced in their life, that is just something that money can't buy. I think that's a, it's a great point. It's just saying like, where is the, where's the reality, you know, in the internet era, right? Because so much of it is like Photoshop filtered out, you know, what that's going to yeah. be. And, and, and part of that in building like personal brands, I know, you know, so much of people are building personal brands are all online and they have their business and their personal things all mixed together. And, you know, you, we, we hear a lot about it from different professionals about, well, you know, you want to keep like your professional accounts really one way your personal accounts really another but that kind of like drives against this whole idea of like you know who really is the person like how genuine are we going to be with like the story that we're going to tell and how radical are we going to be with like sharing like you know do you share pictures like uh, of your dog on your instagram account that's also with your company while you're out at the lake like i did this weekend right and I some people are like well you know that's not really a law firm style of pitch right but i was like yeah but it's a very much of a me pitch like that this is something that I enjoy. I think it's something that's really important for us to go do. And I want to encourage that message out there for like other people. They're like, well, that's really mixing the message. You know, you should be about like protecting your assets and lawsuits and all of this like doom and gloom stuff, you know? And so this is one of the struggles that we run into personally as a company. I'm wondering if that's something that you encounter um, frequently with um, uh, with your clients and, and what do you do to help people uh, make those kind of decisions? Yeah, I, uh, that, you know, what we call it at Brandface is um, authentic. And it's one of the first things that we teach in our program is you, is you need to be authentic. It's one of the first things that, that Tanya came to me when we first started working together and we're, we're, we were interviewing uh, whether or not I wanted to do business with her or not. You know, I had, I've been a businessman for uh, 20 plus years now, 25, 26 years. I know how the importance of marketing and, you know, I believed in marketing. I was doing marketing. I wore, I contracted with a company that was spending 20 million a year in marketing. I mean, we, you know, we, we, uh, we understand it, but it was all that forward facing business, 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 business type of a thing. Uh, her concept came in and she's like, look, we're going to, I'm going to teach her how to interweave both of those things because the number one thing is, People don't do business with a logo. They do business with a person. They want to be able to get to somebody with their problems. They want to know that somebody understands their problems, right? And so authentic living is the core to what we believe to any brand face, like any type of business or marketing that you put in. We, we definitely believe in marrying those two things together that people want to see you out on the lake with your dog, or they want to see us in Cincinnati doing business and also uh, having fun. I mean, it's a, a whole reason why we do what we do. And in doing that, we think it completes the story. It tells everything about who you are. And then, like you said earlier, and when you when you began, it's it also allows people to realize that you're a human too. And like, you're, you know, you're not some untouchable on an ivory tower, no matter where your net worth falls at or how far the size of your company, you're also a human. You're a person that, that fight, battles with the same emotions everybody else does. And you find those connections uh, by putting it out there. Yeah, uh, very cool. Is is there some bright line rules that you guys teach about that says like, here's you know when you've gone too far. You know, probably don't post like uh, 
just things about how your date went last night. Like that's probably not a good one to do. <laughs> no, no, no divorce posts either. No divorce rants. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, you know, most people instinctively, most people instinctively know where that wall is, right? Where that line you don't cross is. And I think that it uh, obviously anything political, anything religious in nature. Now, that does not take away from the fact that if you're an authentic person and you want to put out your religious beliefs out there, you have every right to do so and your political beliefs as well. Just understand that there are consequences to every thought process that we put out there, right? And whether somebody agrees with you or not will very quickly be found <laughs> because it's gonna, it's gonna come out very quickly. So we say, you know, try to stay away from those things if you can and don't get into arguments on social media, you know, have some common sense for goodness sake. Uh, but in terms of sharing your having fun out on the on the lake and things like that, those things are not controversial. Those things are just showing what you do every day in your life, showing that you love your family and you're spending time with your family and you're an animal lover and you got your dog on the boat. Those are really important. Um, so I know, you know, if I were to say no politics, no, no, uh, you know, no, no religion and, and I'm not a big fan of cursing on social media either. I just don't don't think that it uh, that it plays into you know what you want to do. However, you and I both know there are a lot of people out there who have that different kind of edgy personality on social media, and it works very well for them. Yeah, I think that's probably more the exception than the norm, right? I yeah, think that one of, one of the things that we push towards is saying like always try best practices first, build your following, then drop some f bombs. And then to see how that <laughs> there you out. go. There you go. There you go. And well, you know, there are people out there who drop them on almost every post. You know, and a little flavor is fine, but you know, put put too much salt in the pot ruins the whole thing, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, you know, so I want to add, Scott, if I could. There, they they. Uh, you know, we're big believers too that um, it is living both of them purely. Like, but what you what what you really want is your branding and your your marketing to be suggested and your life to be truthful on the social medias. And that's really the blend you're looking for. You know, you know, you don't want to, I, I don't believe that it should be over marketing heavy. And I don't believe also that I don't tell every, I don't tell what I eat for breakfast on my social media. You know, I just share the things that usually when I, that I find that I enjoy about somebody else's feet. I think, you know what, that's, that's well, I did that last weekend or I, that, you know, and then it's, you're being interactive. We like the idea of most of your marketing to be very subtle. And, uh, and because people know when they follow you, what you do, you know, they want to know who you are. Can you talk a little bit more about that, Michael? Cause I think that's a, a topic that people don't really talk about enough. You use the word suggestive. They want it to be subtle and suggestive. Um, can you describe what that, like what subtle and suggestive like looks like in one context and, and maybe in a similar context where it would cross the line? Yeah, um, you know, and of course that that in and of itself is that line in and of itself is like Tanya said is going to be a little bit different. Like sometimes it gets too salty or whatnot. But like one of the things that we teach in brand face is to have branding elements that you stick to. So that might be pictures, it might be a certain logo, and it might it might be footers, headers, uh, things like that. Elements that that would be in a perfect world a part of your entire package of a brand because a brand's not just a tagline. It's not just a uh, a logo, definitely not just a logo. Uh, it's not just a color. It's not. It's not just you in the same outfit every day. It's 
you know, the brand has everything to do with your content, your messaging, what they're going to find when they go to your other platforms, you know. So if your social media is a forward-facing place where you're going to be introduced to people that might not know you, then subtle to me usually means like wrapping a post. Like you could put, okay, we just listed this house for sale and we sold this house. You could put those posts on there, but let the branding do the, do the contact of, of, hey, if you're interested, call us and we'll take care of that too. So that's a subtle way of just saying, hey, this is what we did. You know, these are our, the people we sold it to. This is the great attorney that was involved in it. You know, those kind of posts. And just be sure that you have those, at least a couple of those elements on there. You know, maybe it's a background image. Maybe it's uh, the logo and your tagline at the bottom. And you're not just out there constantly saying, hey, I'm a realtor or, hey, I'm an investor. Hey, I want to do business with you. Hey, I want to, you're actually posting stuff that is going to show up uh, on there. And then, and then, you know, you don't have to do that with your personal posts. Like if you do post yourself, you know, uh, and having a drink with your, with your significant other or something, a nice restaurant or whatnot, you don't have to put your branding elements on that. But some form of ratio of, of, of two to one, three to one type of a thing where, where when they're scrolling through, because nobody's going to go to your feed and just look at one picture that you've posted, right? And so when they start to do that and scroll down through the things that make up your life that you're posting on there, and they see like every third post, every fifth post, and sometimes every other post has your business also on there, then, you know, the, the mind's already connecting what you do. And then, of course, you know, being very consistent uh, in the headers of those uh, social medias is very important. So if they follow you on Facebook and they go to Instagram or they get onto your LinkedIn or they get onto your Twitter, they see the same thing in a consistent pattern. It's very important. A lot of people make that mistake. They'll have one, this, this media says this, this media shows this, this, and we don't believe that's the way to do it. We believe that uh, all of everything inside of our hearts and minds encompass who we are, so everything in our outside should also that we're promoting should also show exactly who we are consistently so that's a really good point it's what's something that i've worked with um or we've had a lot of discussions with other entrepreneurs you know um i mean you guys probably don't know this i don't even know if everybody maybe even listening to the show knows this but royal legal grew really extensively in the last over four years and and hugely over the last two and a half we went from like four to 40 people over the last two and a half years so this explosive kind of growth in the entrepreneurial world also brought a lot of people are saying like how do you do that scott like what does that actually look like what does it feel like how do you come up with that um so i, I started to teach more uh, to people about you know how do they how, what do you do when you have a company that's like that because there's not a whole lot of people out there that can really tell you what to do because it doesn't happen very often and then the second thing that comes in is saying, well, you know, if you're, um, is that when, what happens with a lot of these entrepreneurs is that they will then also run and say like, well, you know, for, for take me, for I'll use myself for an example, right? Is that we grew Royal Legal, but like what I do as a lawyer is a small fraction of like what this bigger context of my life is that I have to offer, right? And what a lot of these entrepreneurs and myself in particular are struggling because it's like, well, I have this one machine that I built. It's the only machine I got really, right? But I got nine other things I really want to offer other people. And I feel like if I try to offer it through this machine, it's not going to work. Like if I really want to talk to people about like, here's the real power of like spiritual growth and how it can make you more profit. Because as the stronger you become as a person, the more you can actually take on, the more you can take on, the more money you're going to make, right? That's weird to offer through a law firm or even talk about in the context of a law firm, right? But that's the only machine that exists. And so one of the things that we've been talking about in some of the groups are with is saying, well, you need, you might need alternative 
branding. You might need to like launch under a different name for different parts of yourself. But then the conflict that we have is exactly what we're talking about here. They're saying, well, but isn't it really me and being authentic underneath one brand? Because it's me, I am the royal legal brand. But I'm like, yeah, but it's not a law firm. It's this other thing. So we always get back into this like cyclical argument. And I'm wondering if that's something that's common and what you do with people that are stuck in that kind of loop. It is common, yes. And I have two things to say about that. So one is never forget where you came from, right? Because where you came from, where you started, that machine you have right now is why you have all these spinoffs. It's, it's the core. It's the core. And, and you're the, the spiritual part of what you bring into it, um, spiritual, spirituality brings success there is a direct connection between those two things. It's not indirect, it's direct. And that direct connection is you and your thought processes, your business ethics, your belief system, because you are the face of that overarching brand, right? So, so I would say definitely, definitely look at that and don't forget that, that part of where you came from. And, and the other part is, uh, yes, you can have this overarching brand. Keep in mind to separate perhaps your audience segments. Maybe think of it that way instead of thinking of a totally different um, company or a totally different brand. Uh, it's just offerings from the same brand, but segmented toward a specific audience sector. So maybe out of all of your investors that are part of, you know, the whole, the, the tribe of, you know, Royal Legal, maybe there's 25% of those that would really gravitate very much toward the spiritual side of things. And then you have that tribe kind of merge over to here and you keep them both places because your Royal Legal is the proof that the spiritual spirituality brings success. So you've got that proof connection there. I don't know if that helped, but. Yeah, well, yeah, we, we started talking about this a little bit because we started talking about saying, well, don't, don't create different brands of your company. We do, do email segmentation, other segmentation and launch different Facebook groups. So that people can then have like segmented yeah. types of information in each group. And that's where they know where to come to for different particular pieces like that's like the MVP of like does that act do people really care about that maybe into that that's the best idea we could come up with is that a workable solution from what you guys have seen it is yeah because we sort of face the same problem with brand face like brand face uh, the original brand face was written across to apply to any business like it didn't matter any business where somebody was going to be forward-facing and be the face of their business uh, because I was the first real estate um, uh, brand face and I've applied those principles and can prove that they work, we, we focused on real estate agents, right? And we built this community of real estate agents uh, in 36 states and five provinces or four provinces of Canada, uh, UK, New Zealand. So, so as it grows, it does well. We, we want to take those segments to other segment, any other segment, lawyers, and used car dealers, RV dealers, and people that already do that, but may not be doing it correctly, right? So we're in the same boat, but what we, the way, the way we approach it is you have that one brand, like Royal Legal, and then like you said, you segment off those different sectors, and, and, one, and one of the ways to do that would be Facebook groups, and so everybody has uh, access to the entire you know, thought process that you've built at, that has been successful that shows, because there's so much that is involved with that, right? And you know it because you built it and you lived it and you were blessed enough to, for those hard efforts to come to it. But to begin to be able to, to show the nuances of that 
that's a big daunting task because it started in your mind and now it's grown to everything else. So those different sectors that also allow them the ability to come in and see the rest of the acumen that you've used, that's probably the best way to do that, I would think. Right, right. And I'll throw one last thing in there too, is like, if you think of it like a tree, Scott, your, your current machine is the root, right? And anything that springs from that root and could be a, a, a result of that root should be under the same major umbrella. Very cool. Yeah, it's like branches to the tree, right? You got the root. Exactly. If it can be connected back to that root, that root is the reason for this or vice versa, either way, you know. Yeah. Very, very cool. And so with what you guys are doing with Brandface, like who, who is like, I think what we just had right now in this last five minutes is like an incredible amount of value to me personally. I think anybody that probably has heard this is probably so far has been like, holy smokes, this is high level. And how do we, should we be rethinking about how do we show up in the world and how do we share with other people? Um, and and am, am I the type of person that's really the ideal type of uh, person to participate in Brandface? Or is it really a much more broader um, type of application like we were talking about before? We're saying like, really, it's just anybody. If you're an entrepreneur that's out there, you might be, you know, you and just maybe just you. And you want to learn more about branding. That's really where you should start looking at Brandface and really start with the right foundations um, just right now. Uh I'll, I'll answer that first, Michael, if you want to tag on to it, but um, I, I would say Brandface is not for everybody. You got to put that out there, right? Because it's not for the person who doesn't want to put themselves out there. Who uh, And there's a difference between people who are a little afraid to do that because they don't know how to do it or how it's going to help them grow their business. That's a different category. The, there are some people who just say, I do not want that. I don't want to put myself out there. I don't want to live this quote, authentic life everywhere and share everything. And, you know, be in today's world, you know, much more modern marketer, right? So there are people that fit into that mold. So first of all, you got to cross that barrier. After, after you do that, then it really doesn't matter what industry you are in or how your business is structured. If you believe that the reason your business exists is because of your belief systems and your ethics and the things that are important to you, the, the a result of avoiding others' mistakes and looking at things that have worked for you and for your clients, then own it. That's what we say. Put your face on it, put your heart into it, put your soul in it and put it out there. And so um, I would say anybody who is willing to do that and wants to do that, that's what brand face is for. Yeah, I, I want to add on to that, that for sure. I, it's definitely, brand face is definitely for the, the chuck in a truck right then he's got it's just him and he does his work and he does it great and he does it honest and he's got clients lined up and he's three weeks out whether that's a painter or a roofer or whatever he does great work good authentic work uh, that guy is a brand face and can learn from the brand face principles and then all the way up to companies your size and even bigger where they are of where you have a forward-facing person that has started that business started that acumen taught that acumen to other people that are now living that acumen also because you no doubt have you built your organization because you've been able to surround yourself with people to listen to what you're saying you've pulled some ideas from them but for the most part they have permeated into your thought process and so you're the face of that business and it'll grow and and we've had people in live events tell us hey you know it, it doesn't work for every industry and i'm like Hey, look, the Colonel's been dead now for 20 something years on Kentucky Fried Chicken and they draw cartoons of the dude. They hire actors to act like the guy. He's still the face of Kentucky Fried Chicken. You know what I mean? And like all these years later. So 
it does work. It work, and people re that realize that they continue it constantly. So, so let's look at uh, maybe focus on like say like the beginning entrepreneur, right? Say a guy's maybe it's just him. Maybe he has one employee. Uh, and let's say this guy's you know selling installing solar screens on the outside of windows of buildings, right? And he's been doing it by posting ads on Craigslist and maybe putting signs in people's yards. You know, um, what would he expect if he was doing brand face to see how he would change the way he was approaching how to do his marketing, say within like maybe the first 30 days or 90 days of working with you guys? Okay. So, uh, so we kind of pull it all down into three main things that we do and we call them three D's define, develop, and display. So the first thing he's going to do is define his point of differentiation. What is it that sets him apart from all the other guys that are doing the solar screens, right? I mean, it could be anything. It could be because he does um, financing and nobody else does. It could be because his lasts for 40 years and everybody else's only lasts for 20, whatever that is. So we differentiate that. Then we take a look at who those ideal customers are. You cannot serve everyone, people. That's like one thing I want everybody to leave here with. You cannot serve everyone. Um, we always like to say, if you try to help everybody, you'll just help yourself right out of business. So, so we're going to focus on those ideal customers, what sets him apart, and then come up with that point of differentiation. We usually start with what we call a brand identifier. Um, and that is a slogan or a tagline to kind of put that base platform there to say, you got to stand for something. What's the hook? That we're going to put out there right and that's that's the beginning the springboard so once we define that then we move into develop and we're going to develop that personal brand built around that point of differentiation so we're going to take a look we're going to have that guy get some photos of himself doesn't matter if it's photos of him working i mean if it'll there'll be very authentic how he looks every day right and engaging with people whatever that is We'll take a look at the brand colors that are going to be consistent, the logo, things like that. Uh, we'll also take a look at brand messaging, which to me is one of the critical components of branding, period. And brand messaging is really things like your elevator pitch, your biography, what we call sound bites, signature sound bites, which are a series of bullet points that are highlights of a brand at a glance. So no matter where you run across this guy, whether it's on his business card, a social media platform, an email, whatever that is, you're going to see the same message. What is his story? And that's what this whole thing is about. What is your story? So once we get all those elements together, his image, his, his own photos, images, photos that represent his brand, colors, logo, messaging, all that, then we move into display. And that we make sure that his brand is displayed correctly and consistently across all of his marketing platforms. There, it, it has to be consistent, uh, not only look consistent across all of them, but has to be put out there on a consistent basis as well. So, so that's define, develop, and display would be what a, anybody can expect to go through. I don't care if you're a Fortune 100 company or, as Michael says, a chuck in a truck. It doesn't matter. The principles of personal branding are all the same. Very cool. Well, awesome guys. I like to wrap every episode we do with like a lesson learned and then give everybody an opportunity to find out how they can find out more information about um, what's going on with Brandface and how they can participate and join your community and learn more. Um, one, of the, one of the things that I've learned from, from this episode um, that uh, I think is going to be really impactful for myself personally when I bring it back to my marketing team as well as um, what I'm going to be sharing with more people about uh, the other entrepreneurs that I know, especially here in the Austin scene, is it's really just about like that whole thing about saying, hey, let's be more authentic, let's share more, and let's segment better. 
and we just segment off people better for what they do. And you can have different, maybe do different tripwires for different pieces of marketing that you want to do, develop different PDFs for maybe like your leaves of your tree. Instead of just saying like, hey, we can look at our trunk, but let's actually develop all the leaves too. You know, maybe the leaves are actually where we're going to find new opportunities that are going to be the new explosive piece for us that reignites our passion as entrepreneurs. Because Maybe, uh, maybe building a trunk has gotten a little stale and maybe it's good to like, actually focus on a leaf every now and again to kind of like re-spark some of that energy in there. I mean, I mean, I think entrepreneurs are people too, right? And we ebb and flow into it. Um, I know I do as part of Royal Legal and I'm lucky to have a really great team that allows me to do that. So I'm feeling super creative of what I'm doing with law. I can focus into that. And when I'm not, I can pass things over to the team and really focus on you know other aspects that, uh, that I think I can give like a ton of value to without um, feeling like I'm, you know, just totally slacking off. So I want to say thank you for that, for that lesson learned. And um, for, for you guys, what would you want to leave the audience with as a lesson learned from your talk here today? Michael, I'll let you tackle this one. Are you I, waiting first? <laughs> I, I would, mine's pretty easy. It, it's, uh, you know, I could list a hundred things that I've done uh, wrong uh, in the last three days, uh, much less the last 46 years. But I would say that the, the, the biggest mistake is I would have been bolder sooner in my career and and put myself out there I, I did not know tanya until six years ago so that she helped me with that thought process obviously but um look uh, believe in your product no matter what that is believe in yourself and put it out there as as boldly and authentically as possible as soon as possible yeah i, I probably have more mistakes than than I, I care to admit over the years so i won't focus on that one on this ending but i will say this i like to i, I like to leave your audience with this thought um, a lot of times we, people come up to us and they say, make me a star, make me a star. And we say to them, we don't make stars, we unveil them. Because inside every single one of you listening to this program, there is a star. There is a star. And you got to figure out like, what is, what, what is it about you that is special and different, most importantly, different from everybody else? Because us better is, is, um, uh, subjective, different is inarguable. And so I would say we'll leave them with that. Excellent, guys. And in terms of the um, uh, best way for people to get in touch with you, what's the best way for them to do that? Yeah, if, uh, if they want to talk with us and just uh, discuss their brand, discuss uh, what, what they think is working, what's not working, what it's going to take to get them to where they want to be, discussyourbrand.com. Discussyourbrand.com. That's it. Awesome. And is there like a PDF or anything like that when they go to discussyourbrand.com for them to be able to learn more info or, or is the best way there isn't, no, there isn't there. It's really just a series of a few questions and you can book a time on the calendar to chat with us, but brandfacerealestate.com is kind of the hub where they're going to get a lot of information. Awesome. Including a free uh, training video. Very, very cool. We're going to have both of those links inside of the show notes as well as uh, here on the Facebook Live uh, piece of it um, here shortly. So thank you guys so much for coming on the show. I personally am a huge fan. Um, I'm going to have my team actually reach out and see how we can start um, looking at uh, more of the work you guys are doing. I hope everybody that listens to this show um, takes advantage of the same thing because um, <clears throat> there's a lot, there's a lot, a lot, a lot of people that are out there trying to sell the same type of messaging, right? Around what does it actually look like to create a personal branding, right? And I've seen guys pitch me anywhere from, you know, a thousand bucks to a hundred thousand dollars on how to do that, right? Um, and so uh, in my mind, I'm like, that's a lot of BS that comes into it, right? But what I can tell from actually working with you guys and talking to you guys here today is that there's actually, you guys really have a much more methodical approach. I think is a little bit or a lot bit more enlightened 
um, and a little and a lot more thought through than a lot of people that I've worked with, with stripping away a lot of the gimmicky crap um, that I that I haven't really liked uh, before from a lot of people I worked with. So I'm a definitely a huge fan of Brandface. I'll be working with you guys here in the future. I hope everybody that listens to this episode or sees us on Facebook Live or on YouTube um, checks you guys out and uh, and takes advantage of the same offer because I've looked at hundreds of these people um, and I can tell you that Tanya and Michael right here are doing some great work, guys. So thank you guys so much for coming on the show and uh, we'll be in touch here soon. That's all for this Best Deal episode, and I'm your host, Scott Royal-Smith, with the Real Estate Nerds Podcast. When investments go good, they can go great. Your legendary Best Deal could be your next one, so keep at it. Thank you for joining us, and if you enjoyed the show, leave a review to help clue in those sleeping masses for what they need to know and what we all need reminders of. Do your good deed for the day, and I'll see you again soon.